Good morning everyone. Hi. I've been given the opportunity of sharing a little bit of my story this morning um, and I also want to talk about how good God has been through that journey. Obviously in 10-15 minutes I can only really just kind of touch the surface of how good he's been through that time. Um, I've got many many stories of his goodness um, but there's just not enough time to cover it all this morning. So I'll just give you a few brief glimpses. I've been a Christian for nearly 40 years. Yes, I am actually that old. And um, I know we often use the words, God is good. You know, we, we often use it almost uh, tritely at times, but actually I can tell you from experience, from years and years of walking with the Lord, that he really, truly is good. He's a good creator. He's a good father, loving us un unconditionally. He's a good provider, he's a good healer, counsellor, advisor and teacher and much, much more, more than we can actually fully grasp. He wants the best for us and has amazing plans for our lives. Um, he also loves spending time with us. We may want to spend time with him, but he so much more wants to spend time with us. But sometimes loving us well looks like discipline so that we can become the best that we can be. So just like a good parent needs to discipline their child um, out of love, God knows us intimately. After all, he, he dreamt us up, he created us, and he gave us the personality of who we are and our abilities, and he loves us deeply, whether we walk with him or whether we don't. I met Jesus properly when I was age 13. I was on a summer camp. Um, it was led by Christians. And although I'd known about him for a few years, um, and I'd even been brought up to go to church, it was, it was a particular moment during that camp where I was really uh, impacted, massively impacted by the, the true, genuine and pure love that was exhibited by the leaders there um, towards the other leaders but also towards the campers and I wanted to truly properly know what the difference maker was and that difference maker was Jesus so I prayed a simple prayer with one of the leaders um, I committed my life to him thank you so much for dying on the cross in my place to restore relationship with the Father I asked him to forgive my sins and take charge of my life from now on and for me to be part of his family. I didn't think I was a particularly bad person at that point, but there was a, a very significant change for the better after that decision. Now Romans 10 verse 9 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, years later, as a leader myself on that very same camp, I met my wife. How good is that? Yes, thank you, Lord, for setting that one up. But that's a whole other story involving water skiing and freezing cold wetsuits and jellyfish and some other things. So maybe another time. In my, in my late teens, I read a book by Jackie Pollinger called Chasing the Dragon. Um, and after a leading from heaven, uh, she dared to tackle the problem 
of Hong Kong's drug dens by bringing Jesus as the solution. It's an absolutely amazing book. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Um, but the thing that struck me the most was the power of spiritual gifts, especially speaking in tongues. Addicts were set free in a matter of hours, if not minutes, just by people praying or speaking in tongues over them. I longed for that kind of thing in my life. So I rang up some friends um, and asked if I could go around and pray with them for that gift. It wasn't long later that evening that I was speaking in a new heavenly language. And I remember riding my bike home that night and it felt literally like I was flying all the way home. I was so happy. Our good heavenly father loves to give us good gifts. Now Matthew 7 verse 9 to 11 says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? The phrase how much more is used 30 times in the Bible. Look up all of the occurrences, especially in the New Testament, and you'll learn a lot about God. My family and I needed to test the reality of that verse uh, when we were living in America a few years ago. We needed some money for a missions trip to Zimbabwe, um, and we put in as much money as we could possibly afford and fundraised a little beyond that. And it was two days before the deadline, and we were $2,000 short. My father-in-law rang up, and, and offered to meet the shortfall. We were absolutely blown away by his incredible generosity. Uh, you know, it's a, it a huge amount of money, really. Um, but although we knew our earthly father was good, we needed to know that our heavenly father was so much more. So we gracefully declined, and we asked God to provide supernaturally. On the day of the deadline, we checked the balances and... Uh, we hadn't met the target, so we were still short, so we rang up our trip leader and just explained that we'd need to pull out of the trip. <laughs> I always get emotional at this point because, because God is so good. Anyway, when we rang up our trip leader, um, they checked their system. Their system appeared to be a bit more up-to-date than ours. And they, they actually noticed that we had reached the target, but not only reached the target, surpassed it by several hundred dollars. We'd received two anonymous donations of $1,000 each, plus other smaller donations. Wow. He is a good provider. We've been on a journey of faith um, with God providing over many years. And there are so many stories I could tell. Again, I don't have time. And although it's felt like he's taken us to the edge, and even beyond the edge sometimes, he's always come through. Now, God is really good at giving gifts. Me, not so much. My wife's main love language is gifts, but it's, to be honest, it's probably bottom of my list, so I have to try really hard to, to address that balance. Um, fortunately, she has a lot of grace. For me. <laughs> One Christmas I got her a bread maker. Now that is 
I think that's a great gift, really good gift. Um, but the problem was that in order to keep it a surprise, I had to get a taxi home from work one lunchtime, hide the bag maker in the loft, get the taxi back to work, and then get picked up by my wife in our one car um, at the end of work. I'm not sure whether she was more freaked out by the fact that I'd managed to hide that from her than she was delighted by the actual gift. But, you know, I think she was overwhelmed in a, in a good way by the thought that I'd put into that. I think I know my wife pretty well. You know, we've been married for 23 years now. But how much more does God know us? What we like, what we need. How much more does he know how to give us good gifts? Over the last few years, I have seen God give lots of good gifts. I've been part of praying for or witnessing some of these things. Three sets of deaf ears opened. Many, many other healings, including bones being reset right uh, immediately. Physical dollar bills appearing out of nowhere in front of our very eyes. Food being multiplied. I think we ended up with double the number of chicken thighs when we'd only put 12 in the pot. And many, many other things. Psalm 103 says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Just before we as a family went to America, I developed a hernia due to a, a weakness when I'd had an operation to remove my appendix. There was just enough time to have the operation, but it would mean that we were moving countries while I was recovering. So perhaps not a wonderful idea. But a particular phrase that the consultant said stood out. He said, hernias don't heal themselves. They always require medical intervention. I thought that is a fantastic opportunity for God to do something amazing. So I declined the operation, we went to America, and within a month of being at Bible College there, and after two brief times of prayer, the hernia had disappeared and I was in no more pain. Thank you God. While we're in America, part of my journey there was, was asking God if I was called to full-time ministry or to continue in the, the business world of software development that I'd been used to. It took me nearly all of the three years there to grasp it, because I, I'd always believed that the only career option was full-time ministry if you were sold out for Jesus. One day I was talking to God about worship and I felt that he said, worship is anything that glorifies my name. So whether I'm in a worship service with my hands raised high or whether I'm doing my work in an excellent way or whether I'm playing with my boys or whether we're having fun as a family on the boat, it's all worship to him. I think God has so much looser a definition of worship than we do. So my work was worship to him as much as being in full-time ministry was worship to him. 
He knows me intimately. He put me together. Psalm 139 says, he knit me together. He knows how I'm wired. He knows how my brain works, the way I think. He specifically designed me to do the computer stuff. My brain works in that way, logical, sequential, but it doesn't work in a way that I could do some other jobs, for example. And he knows that I hugely enjoy my work. And although I really enjoy and reasonably capable of the whole church ministry stuff, it's not my primary calling. My primary calling is, is software development. So I can know that I'm totally in the right place, enjoying my work, and my colleagues knowing that I'm a strong believer in Jesus. They mind the swearing. Um, occasionally I get to pray for them, especially for healing. And they also know and regularly comment um, that there's kind of like an unusual favour on me. One of my colleagues puts it, he says that I've got friends in high places and it, it just seems to allow me to, uh, to always do very well at, at solving problems quickly or building a system in a short time um, or just doing things excellently. My good heavenly father knows where I'm meant to be and he created me for that very purpose. Wouldn't you, as a parent, want your child to be happy and exactly where they're meant to be? How much more, God? One of the main reasons we stayed in America for our third year was because one of our boys dreamed of being the school president. We as parents did our best to facilitate that happening. And he did in fact fulfill his dream. It's our job as parents to make our child's dreams come true. How much more, God? As I close, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, or if you want to recommit your life, I'm just going to give you that opportunity now. If you want to know Jesus, to be set free, be forgiven, be changed for the better, and start a new exciting life with him then pray this prayer after me I'll just leave a little gap between each line so you can repeat it as a saviour and friend. Please forgive me for all the things I've done. I am truly sorry. And turn away from those things. Choosing to live my life the way you intended. I choose to follow you. To let you be the Lord of my life for you to enter my heart and fill me with your love and Holy Spirit. Thank you in your name. Amen.
you've prayed that prayer for the first time or if you've prayed it to recommit your life to Jesus, tell someone. Get in touch with someone from our church or any church and ask them to help you through the first steps.